This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today as we really challenge you. We challenge you, we challenge me to look at our workplace in a different light each and every day, to recognize the fact that our workplace is our mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. And I want to just challenge you with something. You know, I was talking with one of our, with one of my, uh, radio personality friends, Carmen LaBerge, and she and I were having a conversation about some current events today. And you'll, if you're here in Tampa Bay, you'll be able to hear her as she follows I Work For Him today. But she mentioned, you know, there's a, in the politics world, which I don't go politics because I can't, I'm not mature enough to handle it. There's a lot of people fretting because of the way things are going and the things in their party are not doing what they're doing. And she said, Jim, this is a huge opportunity for us to share the gospel because people are putting their hope in political parties. People are putting their hope in, in human beings as if a senator or a congressman or a president was their savior. But those people are always going to let them down. You and I need to recognize that people put their hope in other people, but we know that they'll always be let down. But we know the one person they can put their hope in is Jesus, and Jesus will never let them down. Jesus offers them freedom from the emptiness and the hopelessness that they live in. And you and I work in a workplace that that gives us the opportunity to be a light. Don't get in ridiculous political conversations with people that end in nothingness because politics just breeds hatred. But Jesus breeds freedom. And you and I have the hope inside of us, and we need to share that freedom. So I want to thank Carmen LaBerge for challenging me today and helping me to recognize that opportunity to share our faith, not get involved in a ridiculous political conversation. Today, our conversation is going to be, I I want you to understand, sometimes I do shows highlighting ministries that aren't operating anywhere near the southeastern part of the United States because I want you to catch a glimpse, catch a vision for a ministry that maybe you want to start in your town. Today we've got Rick Box from the Integrity Resource Center joining us, and we're going to talk about his unconventional business events, these events that gather together business people, people from their workplaces all over a city, and they get to be challenged in their faith And some people get challenged to actually hear about Jesus. And I want you to hear about these events because I want you to work with Rick Box from the Integrity Resource Center about starting these events in your town. Rick Box, welcome back to I Work For Him. Well, hi, Jim. It's great to be with you again. So what if we have people calling in today from Rhode Island or maybe from Portland, Oregon, or maybe from Dallas, Texas, or maybe from Tampa Bay, Florida, and they say, hey, I want to work with Rick Box to start these, these unconventional business events right here. Are you okay with that? Uh, yes, we're we're willing to explore that. Uh, we just have to have the right people on the ground. Well, and, and that's what we're going to talk about today, getting those right people on the ground and what these events really do. But I know that 
you know, of all of the different ministries we've talked with here on I Work For Him over the last four years and in over 800 shows, you're the only ministry I know that is having success garnering large crowds of people coming to hear about their faith, connecting it to their work. And so the Lord's really blessed your hand in this, and I want to make sure we're talking about it, because I think it's really cool. And and I think people need to, you know, the Lord's, it's it's your mantle. So we're going to, so we're just going to go with it, go with that. So, Rick, here's my question. Before we get into this conversation about unconventional business events, how have you seen the Lord stretching and using you in in your life? I mean, we always see the Lord's hand in our lives, but sometimes he gets involved in those intimate details and we get surprised. What's been one of those times recently in your life? Well, it seems like there's always so much going on that the Lord's doing. We've been uh, really stretched this last year as we've just been looking forward and uh, I'd say what's really stretched me the most is, is we, we've just felt like uh, I had a prayer retreat uh, last fall uh, personally, and I felt like the Lord was just sharing with me that not to focus on the former things, that he was about to do something brand new. And we're seeing that unfold as we're uh, moving forward with just these unconventional business events and how we're uh, just working with people and it's it's a challenge, and it's uh, it's a stretch to think about. Okay, we're going to change some things. We're we're talking about changing uh, the the name of the ministry and and just uh, other things like that. And so there's just a lot of uh, a lot of things that uh, we're having to be prayerful and be on our knees and just uh, make sure that we're in alignment with what the Lord's doing. And that's a powerful concept of trying to be in line with what the Lord is asking you to do. And you're not a guy that thrives on change. I mean, you're you kind of like things to be slow and steady. You've been in this ministry for it's almost 15 years, isn't it? Integrity Resource Center. Yes, yes, I have. And, and so the Lord, the Lord is stretching you in a time, and this is uncomfortable for you. This change thing. <laughs> yes, it can be. I, I like uh, things being kind of lined out nice and neat, and I don't need a lot of changes, but yet I do like the excitement of uh, something fresh and new. So when you look at biblical characters that you resonate with, who, who who's the biblical character? When you think of yourself, who do you resonate with the most? You know, I would have to say Nehemiah has always been my favorite character, uh, just to think of a you know of a man that was a cupbearer to the king, and God gave him just a huge passion and vision for rebuilding the city of Jerusalem that he'd never even stepped foot in, and what courage that had to take to go all those miles and step into that role and to do that and to see what God did with him uh, that that character in the Bible has just always been one that's really resonated. And yet, Nehemiah, who had a very predictable job, he never knew what day he was going to die, but he had a very predictable job, just t- being the, the, the wine taster for the king. Um, he His world changed, and he went from being a very humble servant to being a great, mighty leader. And, and so if, if that's who you resonate with, Lord uh, Rick has got some incredible things. Uh, the Lord has incredible things for you, Rick, uh, to uh, uh, ahead of you. I think that's phenomenal. I'm excited. Oh, so am I. <laughs> excited and freaked out at the same time. That's good. And I know your wife, Kathy, she she likes some of that change. She likes some of that exciting stuff. So it, she'll be there to encourage you along the way. All right. So talk to us about these unconventional business events. What, what, why do you hold them? What, what, what was the even, what's the, why did you get started? 
You know, we we uh, realized early on, Jim, that uh, since we were kind of pioneers in the whole faith at work movement um, many years ago, it was such hard dirt at times. The people, uh, even Christians that were solid Christian leaders, had never really thought about that their work and the job that God had called them to needed to play a part in their faith as well. And so it was so hard, we realized that we needed to have a venue to be able for people to hear other stories that were doing this stuff successfully. And so we started using events as a tool to just draw business leaders in, uh, showcase individuals that had stories as to how God was working in their business and their life. And we uh, began using that model. Uh, initially, we started doing some all-day conferences, and they were uh, once a year kind of annual all-day conferences with multiple speakers. And those are very expensive. Uh, they're a lot of work. And uh, over time, we decided that uh, God was leading us towards more frequency because we would see people leave the annual events and feel like they were disconnected for a whole nother year. Mm. And so we started doing these quarterly lunch events. And what we've discovered is, is it's a great way to start building a community of Christian business leaders that can gather on a regular basis, and they start looking across the room saying, wow, I've done business with that person before. I never knew they were a Christian. And it would encourage them to know that they weren't alone in trying to live out their faith in the workplace. But at the same time, we used it as a tool, and we've told our corporate sponsors, we want you to view this as part of your ministry to invite different people each time to your table. And so what happens is is 30 to 40% of our audience are first-time attendees so that we're able to continue to expand the message into the community and we're able to see uh, business leaders come and look around and say, wow, I've never heard this kind of stuff before, and maybe God might want me to do something like this. Martha's joining in the conversation now, Rick, as we talk about your unconventional business events. Hey, Martha. Hey, Rick, how are you? It's always fun to hear the integrity moment and then have you on the air live. You know, it's just <laughs> kind of great. a fun thing. So, well, And not all of our, our podcast listeners don't get to hear your unconventional, your integrity resource moments, which I know someday will probably be unconventional business moments. Rick, why don't you just take a moment and talk about how people can sign up to get those moments, those, those integrity moments every day? Oh, sure. They can go to our homepage at integrityresource.org integrityresource.org, and on the uh, front page, there's a place that they can uh, register for receiving the daily email. And And they can receive that as a podcast or an email, either one. And every day, Rick Box puts in, in 45 seconds or less, crams an entire sermon. That's right. He's gifted in that. <laughs> I am always, I am, I'm always amazed. I don't know why I'm amazed, but we've had you on our show since almost since the beginning, since we found out about you. And and every time, I'm amazed. Like, where does he come up with all these stories? Mm. Are you ever going to run out? I'm, I'm worried you're going to run out someday. <laughs> well, I thought whenever I first started writing him that oh maybe I can last a year, and uh, I've been I've been doing them now for gosh probably. 
nine or 10 years. Oh my goodness. That's wonderful. Well, I know I get it in email form every day and I feel like I'm cheating if I read it and then I hear it on the radio later. It's like I've got a preempted version. So it's but great. It's better when you read them. And when you, Rick Box, when, when I hear you, hear when you hear do you do it. it, yeah, it's way better. Okay, we're awesome. talking about your unconventional business events, and I love what you said about when when you started in Kansas City, you realized doing once a year events just wasn't enough because people were feeling disconnected, and and that's really as the body of Christ, what makes us powerful and what represents the the kingdom of God on earth is when we are connected and working in synergistic fashion. And you can't do that if you're seeing each other once a year. Yes, that's, we've really discovered that it's just powerful to have that frequency and that opportunity for people to gather. And uh, whenever we, you know, whenever we may have uh, people miss and it's Six months before they see their friends, you can just tell the difference. There's a pent-up enthusiasm, uh, you know, for them to run around and say, wow, okay, it's good to see everybody again. And and so it really does help to connect the uh, body of Christ locally. You said right before the break that 40 to 50% of your attendees at your unconventional business events are new first-time attendees. That's, that's a lot of people that you're shifting through. Do you ever get uh, Pre-Christians, non-Christ followers coming to your events? Uh, we certainly do, because we've got business owners and, that are sponsoring tables, and they invite whoever they want to invite, and so some of them view it as an evangelistic opportunity. Now, I would say that most people are at least somewhat faith-friendly, uh, or they probably wouldn't actually show up. But we've had, uh, I, I remember one day, uh, uh, one of our sponsors came and met with me, and he said, you know, I... I've been coming a couple of times. This is actually before he started sponsoring. He said, I've been coming uh, to these events, and I just always assumed they were all Christians. And he said, I came to the last one, and the guy's sitting next to me, and he looks at me and says, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm an atheist. <laughs> and he said, he said, by the end of the day, he said, I looked over at this guy, and he had tears down his eyes, and he said, I have to go home and rethink my position on faith. Praise wow. God. That is so cool. Yeah. Wow. Boy, if you wish you knew all of those stories, it would make it it would make it a lot easier to get up every day, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Wow. Did you ever get to meet that guy? I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm not even sure which what his name was. But, uh, but you know, the exciting thing about that is that you know that his heart was pricked and you don't know what God's gonna do with that and where where how that's churning. And that but that took the opportunity of one of your business sponsors to invite somebody or to bring somebody alongside that they thought that they might have that opportunity. So that's encouraging. Yeah, and it really inspired this guy to become a sponsor mm. and to start inviting others because he saw the opportunity. So if somebody's going to set up, or they're going to come attend one of your biz, uh, unconventional business events, because right now you're doing them in Kansas City, St. Louis, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Isn't there a fourth place? Yes, Des Moines. Des Moines, that's right, Des Moines, right there in Iowa. So if somebody's going to attend one of these events, and they're quarterly, and you can go out to your website, integrityresource.org, to get uh, the information on the upcoming events. What, are they, what, what, what can they expect? You know, it's a very simple format, and I think that's why it's uh, successful, is as we begin with a half hour of networking. And so we've invited the uh, local Faith at Work organizations to come and have a booth, and we have an open networking time. 
And people really get there early, and they're all excited because it's kind of like being able to come and see your friends and connect with people, and especially people that are like-minded. And so we have this networking time, and then from 11.30 to 1 is the actual program, and we'll serve lunch. And then we always have a keynote speaker, and I usually uh, spend a little time casting vision or sharing a story or two uh, or some testimonials. And then we've got this keynote speaker that uh, oftentimes they're a Christian CEO that's been successful doing well in business, uh, but they have a great faith story as to why they do what they do and the way that they do it. Or sometimes we may have an author that has a, a book or a subject that really ties in well with what we're, uh, with what we're doing. And so it's a, it's a great way for people to come, uh, be inspired, and uh, also network and meet with other people and then have an opportunity at the end that we give them a, an opportunity to sign up for, you know, maybe it's just to uh, get on our Integrity Moments list for those brand new people that they're, they're still, oh, I don't know if I want to commit anything, you know, so it's free and they can sign up for the Integrity Moments and just stick their toe in the water, you know, all the way up to plugging into a, a Bible study or, you know, attending a teaching that may take them deeper. Mm, that's great. So, Rick, of course, I would love to hear about the perspective of women. How? What is your first of all? Just a. In what does the average room look like? Is it a fifty-fifty split, or do you have mostly men and some women attending in the different locations? You know, that's a great question, Martha. I I think that uh, typically we've been probably seventy-five percent men, mm-hmm. twenty-five to thirty percent women. But I think that's about to change. Uh, my wife, Kathy, is in the process of launching uh, what we're calling Unconventional Business Women. And actually, why that happened is, is at one of these events, uh, I looked out afterwards, and my wife was completely surrounded by professional women. And they had cornered her, and they said, you know, there's always a place for guys to go after these events because there's a number of, you know, Bible study groups and things that men can plug into. But what she kept hearing was, is, but for the professional women, there's rarely a place that they can go plug in with other Christian ladies. Mm-hmm. And actually so many churches host Bible studies during the day for housewives and mothers that a lot of these women were telling us that they feel a lot isolated Mm -hmm. and they feel overlooked. And so my wife took that on as a charge from God to start something for them. And so she's got 18 really high-level professional women in Kansas City that are meeting every month now, developing a strategic plan for the future, and how are they going to uh, create something that's more relational because of the relational aspect of, of women. And, uh, and now she's got a group in St. Louis as well that are uh, meeting every month and and devising what the future is going to look like. So I think in the future we're going to see uh, a lot higher percentage of uh, professional women there. Sure. So when you, you know, a lot of times, like here in Tampa Bay, we've got lots of Christian events, but most of them are drawn 50 to 75 people maybe. How many people are attending these unconventional business events on a quarterly basis? Uh, you know, in our new cities on the low end, I would say 150, but typically, and uh, once we get them up and going, we're usually in the 250 to 400 range. We have had as many as 700 people show up. 
but uh, but usually I'd say 250 to 300 uh, every quarter uh, show up, and so that begins to be enough mass of people that there's a lot of energy and enthusiasm, mm-hmm. oh and there's just a lot of connectedness. You said that you invite local faith and work ministries to come in and set up a booth so they can be meeting people as they're coming in and show them some of the resources that are out there for them to get deeper discipled in the whole faith and work movement. Do you do they pay for that opportunity, or do you give them that opportunity? How's that work? Um, you know, we're pretty flexible because some are real small local ministries, but typically what we ask of them is if they can uh, fill up a table, then in exchange for that, we will uh, give them a free booth. Um, some of them may, you know, may be from out of town, and so they don't have the contacts to fill up a table. For them, they may, you know, pay a small fee to be part of it. I just love that idea because if there's one thing that's needed is a way for people to get exposed to those faith and work ministries that will do the discipleship. And I, and I hear, just as Kathy's talking about doing unconventional business women, there there is a movement among women in the workplace. They desperately want to be focused on, and the majority of the faith and work ministries are focused on men. So I think it's phenomenal. I feel like Martha and I were on the ground floor of that because Kathy was sitting there arguing with the Lord at your kitchen table a year ago <laughs> about that. Yes. Like, what am I doing that for? What am I? I don't, what am I? Why? We, you know. She was doing the <laughs> Whole Moses doing the whole yeah. Moses thing. I, you, I think you got the wrong person, God. I, oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah. when when she gets her first group started, we have got to bring her on the air with us and talk oh, about. Yeah. it. I know she'll be yeah. thrilled to hear that too. Yeah. 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 She's, she's having fun with it. She's just loving these ladies and the excitement that they have. And I got to sit in on one of these meetings, kind of in the back of the room, as the only guy in the room. And I was just amazed how much enthusiasm there were, and they were all jumping in, saying, "I'll take charge of this, and you take charge of that." And it was just so fun to watch. Well, I think there's an in- interesting dynamic with women in the fact that for years we've been told, you know, we're equal. We need to fight for our rights. But the truth is God created us different from men. And as much as there are things we can learn from each other, we need to be in a a community with others like us so that we are being fed. Like you said, relationally, whatever those things may be Mm -hmm. that a woman may need differently that you can't necessarily lead them towards. So I'm excited to hear that, and I'm sure encouraged by the for the women in those areas. Different and complicated. Oh, well, yeah. of course. Women. All right, so Rick, these these events, I know you're getting business people, but are you, are, you, are you getting into the government? Are you getting people from local community organizations and local governments? Are they coming too to get involved? You know, sometimes we've uh, we've had some uh, events where we've invited local uh, police officers and fire officers, uh, depending upon the subject matter uh, of the event. And some government government leaders certainly uh, show up. Uh, you know, it's not a major focus <clears throat> because we don't want to be political. But yet there are there are certainly a, a lot of those kinds of leaders that do show up. All right, Rick, we've got a guest on the line with us, Phil Cohen. Could you introduce Phil to the audience and why you have him calling in today? Uh, sure. Yeah. Phil Cohen is of Cohen Architectural Woodworking, and Phil uh, runs a business in uh, St. James, Missouri, and he's been one of our corporate sponsors and uh, in the St. Louis market, but actually he began by he attended uh, an event in Kansas City and saw the uh, the power of building a community of Christian business leaders and called me one day and said, St. Louis is a lot closer to me. They need this stuff as well. 
would you uh, consider doing that and moving into this market and we'll help? And so uh, Phil's been just a great uh, help uh, to our ministry and has just a tremendous uh, business that is doing things uh, God's way and very unconventional. And so I thought he'd be a great guest to have on today and share. Phil Cohen, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. So excited to have you here. I really just want to know, what was it about the unconventional business events that caused you to drive from St. James, Missouri, all the way to Kansas City on a quarterly basis? What was it that attracted you? Well, actually, I was part of the the Convene organization. It's a monthly meeting for CEOs. You bet. We've We've actually highlighted Convene here on I Work For Him. Okay, and and so I met Rick through Convene, and I, I went to a couple of his events up there, and then I uh, one of my business coaches encouraged me to to see if my leadership team wanted to have a faith based workplace. Uh, I have been doing it experimentally myself since two thousand four, and uh, and so I didn't know where to turn, and I went to Rick, and and I was really impressed when I met Rick because he's so unassuming. And he walked me through how to set up a faith-based workplace and how to write devotionals. And we just started seeing change right away happening here. But to, to drive to Kansas City every month for a meeting is four-hour drive each way. And it would take two or three days out of every month. And so it was kind of selfish because we didn't know hardly anybody in St. Louis. And I told Rick if, he, if he'd come to St. Louis, I'd be a heavy sponsor. And there was a lot of, of resistance. A lot of people thought St. Louis wouldn't open up because they're, 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 they're closed and tribal. But I think we had a real surprised response. Well, it's really a completely different kind of a culture, St. Louis versus Kansas City. I imagine, Rick, your meetings in St. Louis draw a di- from a different crowd than maybe your meetings in Kansas City. Is that true? Yeah, certainly. They, it's, it feels uh, different, and uh, it, it is a different uh, kind of audience at times. But, uh, but yeah, we were just pleased as to how quickly the St. Louis community embraced it. And I think they were hungry uh, for a way to cross all the city and county lines and all the different divisions. I think the Christian community was ready for it. Well, and I gotta imagine, Rick, that it's exciting when somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, I, I, uh, I really want to help you grow." And selfishly, I'd like to do it closer to me, but I'm going to help sponsor it. I mean, that's the dream of every ministry organization. <laughs> yes, Bill is just a great, great support in all of this. So, Phil, talk about the impact on your workplace. Talk about that impact on, as you started attending these events sponsored by the Integrity Resource Center, because I know at first they weren't called unconventional business events. What was the impact? I know you said you're involved in Convene, which is, we, we highlight, we've, we've highlighted Convene and Pinnacle Form and C12 and FCCI. We, we've highlighted all those on, on, the, the, uh, on the I Work For Him show. Talk to me about the impact of these events gathering together with other Christ followers who are in business. How has that impacted you and your business? Well, I, first of all, I think the, the great speakers are almost like a lure. It's kind of like the, the loaves and fishes to bring you in, because the real, the real advantage is the networking that you, you get, all the, all the people you meet, because people just come out from every sector, from business and education and government and churches. And it's, it's kind of like I've told Rick this before. It reminds me of what it was like in the book of Acts. When the, uh, when the apostles would go into a city, they would meet with all the leaders. And then, and then the leaders would gather and network together and then go out to their particular 
their their little tribes. So I I, I got um, I, I'm like I I came from a very broken background and uh, I was a, an isolated person, and you, you suddenly you realize that hey if there's uh, if there's 10, 50-year-old people in the room who started their careers at age 20, you've got, you've got uh, 300 years of experience in the room. And so by networking together with each other, we, we, we just add, we tap into each other's years of experience, and we multiply that much wisdom for each other. Well, and you're talking about 10 people in the room, but when you go to these unconventional business events, there could be two or 300. How much of an impact has it made on your business's bottom line by you getting involved in these kind of events? Because I know it's it's fantastic to get the spiritual content and to get the encouragement and to meet other brothers and sisters in Christ who are wanting the same thing you do. Hey, I want to connect my faith and my work, but has it actually helped your business grow uh, both financially and spiritually? Yeah, in every way. So we have a, a Christian labor attorney now, and, and uh, at, at first, I, we, did, we moved here in 2004, so we didn't know, uh, uh, we didn't know anybody in St. Louis. We go to St. Louis to fly out through the, the airport there, and, and now we know a lot of people. Um, and, you know, I think one of the greatest gifts you can give to somebody is to connect two people together who can help each other. And so uh, just yesterday, it's interesting how God works, because yesterday I was talking to my attorney, who's a, a godly woman, and she was telling me about other people she's meeting, uh, David Alexander and other people, and, and how there's just all these people who are, these business people who are interconnecting with each other that I think are a direct and in, indirect result of what Rick started in St. Louis. You know, what I love the fact, Rick kind of let me in on a little bit of inside information that I think will someday be public, but he mentioned that that God has made such an impact in your life and in the in the life of your business that you got noted as the 2017 Missouri Small Business of the Year by the Small Business Administration, by the government. They actually recognize you. I'm actually the Small Business Person of the Year, right? And small we were business. the Small Business of the Year for... Um, in the Rolla Chamber, and and we didn't nominate ourselves. They, they were actually chosen. <laughs> okay, that's good to know, but it's okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but talk to me about what is it about your business? And I, I've got Cohen Woodworking, but that's not the whole name. What What is the whole name of your business? It's Cohen Architecture Woodworking, and we build cabinets for commercial applications like airports and hotels and hospitals. So the complex oh, kind of stuff. I, I, I like yeah. that. So what is it about your business that has become a light to your community? Well, I started woodworking. A little bit of my history is, is I came from a broken background. I was homeless and strung out on drugs and grew up in a really violent home. And I started woodworking. I, I, had, I, had, I met the Lord in 1974. And I started woodworking just for therapy. It was just therapy. I, w- I was building porch swings in a neighbor's pig pen, and, and it was just healing from all the trauma that I'd been through. My dad had committed suicide, and I had been strung out on drugs. And then we got married. Uh, we lived in a 24 by 24 house, and we couldn't afford groceries. We had to raise our own food and can everything, uh, make our own clothes. The rent was $15 a month, and half of our house was our wood shop. And we made uh, little wooden trucks with roller skate wheels, and my wife painted the art on, and we made baby cradles and uh, uh, birdhouses. And it was therapeutic for me. And if I made $10 a day, I thought I was doing pretty good. And then in 1982, I decided uh, to 
become a woodworker. And right right around that time, God led a man into my life who had been apprenticed by a German cabinet maker, and I, I would just I would build these beautiful things, and I would just step back and cry when I looked at them because I, I didn't understand how I had this gift for doing this. And and that what surprised me even more was people actually paid me and asked me to do it some more. Mm. And so the business gradually grew, we went from furniture to kitchens and in nineteen eighty four we had an opportunity to go to work for a local hospital. In eighty five we started working for uh, Bob Corker, who used to, who's a US senator now, but uh we, we they were building Walmart stores at the time and we started building cabinets for Walmart. And it was a great we have nine children, it was a great way to raise a family. And, uh, and 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 it, it gave us work all around the country, and and just from the healing that it gave me, I was diagnosed severely bipolar in the mid '90s, and I I knew enough about the Bible that that I didn't think God could give you an affliction that would take your joy and your hope away, and and manic depression is pretty joyless and hopeless, and so I just experimentally said, what if what if God would heal me if I would just start megadosing in the Bible and praying. And and it was painful. It wasn't like an instant healing, but in, 90, in 2002, I got off of medication, and I've been able to maintain my emotional health since then. Well, in, in the 90s, in the late 90s, I was writing a book for a missionary in Nicaragua, and they had been robbed about 21 times. And one day the missionary took me out in the jungle, uh, he, he he told me God would heal me someday. And this was right when I was starting to realize I was bipolar. And he said God would use me. And I didn't believe him. Um, I was angry at God because he was helping others, and all I had was my brokenness. But I made a promise to God that if God ever healed me, I'd give the rest of my life to healing others. And our company is just is just that. It's, it's me uh, keeping my promise to God because... God healed me, and, and now he's, he's made me the leader of a company. I'm surprised. I'm just as surprised as everybody else. Um, well, and, praise and God it, for that. That's, it's amazing. What, what a great testimony. I can see why Rick wanted to have you on. If you could, we've got an audience that listens across the country, Phil. Tell people that are listening today why they should consider working with Rick Box to set up unconventional business events in their town nearby. Well, you know, the Bible really works. And and if you and Rick is not pushing any kind of a an agenda uh, or, or any kind of denomination. All he's g- getting people to do is read the Bible and and get together with each other and take the Bible and apply it to everyday life. I love that. I'm going to tweet that. If you don't tweet it today, I'm going to tweet it. The Bible really works, and it changes lives. Phil Cohen, thanks for coming on the air today on I Work For Him and for sharing that testimony. And we're just talking about how God has been blessing Cohen, Arch- Cohen Architecture and Woodworking. Cohen Architecture Woodworking. That's CohenWoodworking.com if anybody wants to go there. Very good. Thanks a lot, Phil. Thank you very much. I'm highly honored. All right. Thank you, Phil. Rick, what a great testimony. And I know that that's just one of thousands that have been touched by the unconventional business events. You know, I just wanted to comment on the fact that listening to um, Phil in the last segment that we were listening to, and he is somebody who has attended and become a sponsor for these um, unconventional business events, how amazing it would be to be working in a place with that kind of leadership overhead. And I think that that's one of the things that can really become a result of people attending these events because it's going to be filled with a room of people that are all learning and being encouraged to be great godly leaders in their workplace. 
Rick, how many years have you been holding events in Kansas City? You know, I think we're in our, well, actually, I've been doing events uh, for about 13 years, but I'd say the quarterly events we've been doing now for, uh, I think we're going on seven years now. Okay, what about in Des Moines? Uh, Des Moines, we just started last year, so we've got about a year under our belt there. And Tulsa, you just started last year, right? Uh, Tulsa, actually, we just launched in the first quarter of this year. Okay, so that's this year. And then in St. Louis, that was last year? Now, St. Louis has been about three years now. Okay, all right. I had all of it messed up in my head. Okay, so what I want to want to know is, you know, seven years of gathering people on a quarterly basis of three to four hundred to seven hundred people that are Christ followers that are exploring, connecting their faith in the work. After a while, you've you've got to start being able to hear or feel a wave of Jesus impacting the community. After seven years, what what are you hearing? How's it impacting the community? Because this has got to be huge. You know, it it really does, uh, and what I love about these events is, is if you get a bunch of Christian business leaders together, you can't script all the things that God will do with those relationships. Right. And so it's so powerful to hear the stories. Uh, for instance, I, I had a guy that called me one day, and he said, Rick, I came to th- your last three events, and I need to tell you what God's done. He said, I own a chain of Subway stores, but before I came to your first event, he said, God had put a dream on my heart of starting a ministry on the side of taking used Bibles from America and getting them into the hands of people in third world countries that couldn't afford Bibles. He said, but I really hadn't done anything with it until I came to your first event. And he said, something your speaker said convicted me that I was being disobedient because I had the dream, but I wasn't doing anything. So he said, I went away from that first event, and I said, well, I don't know how this is going to work, but I do know I need to start collecting Bibles. So he started asking people for used Bibles and throwing them in his garage. He said, well, by the time your second event came around, I had some Bibles in the garage, but I still didn't know what I was doing. And he said, I came to your second event, and I met one of your sponsors that happened to be an international shipper. (laughs) He said, this guy told me, well, I've got a friend in India that needs Bibles, Bibles, and he has a place to put them and to get them into the hands of people that never could afford them. And I'm an international shipper. How about I ship your Bibles over there to this guy in India and start getting these these Bibles going? And this guy said he was so excited that he went out and started gathering even more and more Bibles. He filled up his whole garage with Bibles. He came to the third event, and he said, my wife was really mad at me because the garage was full. And he said, I needed to figure out a place to store these. And he said, I met another person at your next event that also had a Bible ministry, but different from that. But he owned a manufacturing warehouse. And this guy said, you know what? I've got empty space in my warehouse. I'll warehouse all your Bibles. You tell me when you need them shipped, and I will truck them over to your shipper. And he said, You're, he said just by coming to these events... My ministry has been launched, and I don't feel like I did anything except for show up. (laughs) And that's the way God works. You know, and the detail to not gloss over is the fact that you're in a room with hundreds of people. For those God appointments to happen in the proper timing and location is just, we don't want to ignore that because that's a miracle. That's right. All right, so you've got events in St. Louis, you've got events in Kansas City, you've got events in Des Moines, and you've got events in Tulsa, and they're every quarter. 
And you and every every time you're having a half hour of networking up front, then you got lunch, you got keynote speakers. People can find out about these events on your website, right? Integrityresource.org. Yes. yes, they sure can. And if somebody wants to get be that local coordinator at another major city somewhere around the country, you're willing to talk to them at least. Yes, yes. Um, we, we've got several cities that have approached us, and we are in conversation with some other cities. And so we're open to that if uh, there's a, a good local partner that we can partner with. It would be amazing. Rick Box with the Integrity Resource Center talking about unconventional business events. Thanks for being an eye work for him, Rick. Thank you. All right, good to talk to you. We'll talk to you next month about hiring and firing. All right, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, I just want you to check out integrityresource.org. Check out these unconventional business events. If you're in a city that is already having them, Kansas City, Des Moines, Tulsa, or uh, St. Louis, get signed up. Go the next time they're there. If you're in a city where you think they could use one, make sure you contact Rick Box at theintegrityresource.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim Britt and Martha Brangenberg. You know what? I I work work for for him. him.